Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Why Are You Like This, a podcast devoted to finding out who we are and why we do the things we do. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, and today's guest has a voice like butter and the facial structure of a hot person. Please welcome to the mic, the midnight riftress herself, Gabby Hornig. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> what a kind and generous introduction. Oh, it's all truths. How are you, babes? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. That's good. Can't complain. How are you? Good. I can always complain, but I won't today. You're right. Me too, but I won't. But I won't, and that is choice. And that's what we're here to talk about today. I'll join you in not complaining. <laughs> I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I was like, we're not even a minute in. We're like, yeah. this will be zero complaints across the board. Can't make any promises. Where are you coming from live today? I am coming from my apartment in bed Oh, God, I love long-distance friends. <laughs> Where are you? You're uptown? Yeah, I'm in Harlem. Beautiful. Yeah. Across the street from my very first apartment. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. I've only been up here. I haven't moved any outside of Harlem. Wow. Yeah. Do you ever want to? Sometimes. Um, if I like lived in a world where I didn't have to go to Midtown, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like right when That's pandemic fair. hit and everyone was like, these apartments are so cheap. And I'm like, yeah, but we're going to have to go back to Pearl Studios. <laughs> so like, <laughs> Oh, not Pearl. Not Pearl. What's your favorite studio? Oh, my gosh. I honestly haven't been to one in so long. That's I'm probably not nice. up to date. Well, there's like 16 Ripley's now. This is so insider baseball. <laughs> I'll tell you what I don't love. Yeah. I'm already complaining. Already I'm already complaining. First complaint, promise. two minutes. I don't love those little neon dots on the floor at Ripley when you get out of the elevator. Oh, You yeah. know those lights they have? Yeah. Well, they have like six Ripleys now. Right. Well, the main one. The main one. My favorite one is one of the newer ones that kind of looks like it's modeled after the recording studio in Cheetah Girls 1. Where they're like put on the masks and sing like animals. And then they have this studio that in theory is nice where the doors become mirrors. So it's a full wall of mirrors. Oh, wow. But the very first time I went in to that room to audition, they like warn you. They're like, hi, this door will become a mirror. So like, remember that? (laughs) <laughs> you can never find your way out you're trapped inside literally they thought i was doing a bit like i was like i'm trapped inside and they were like ha, ha, ha. and i'm like touching all the mirrors i'm like how do this is so fun thank you for well, everything I'll, I'll keep my eye out for that one yeah don't get trapped well gabby where did it all begin where did it all begin i'm still wondering you know i'm mm. trying to figure that out every day mm-hmm. Um, well, I grew up in DC. That's where it began physically. Political. <laughs> Not really. No, neither of my parents are are in involved in in government or politics. Um, but yeah, I grew up there and uh my parents are still there. So I go down to visit every once in a while and um 
That is that is where it began. I love that. I've never been. Really? Yeah. When everyone did the like eighth grade field trip. That's what I was going to say. I yeah. Was like, that's when most people have gone. I was just, I wasn't, uh, <laughs> I wasn't like good at sleepovers. Okay. Like I was always like, I gotta go. Even when it was my neighbors across the street. <laughs> um, factually, even when it was my neighbors across the street, I was like, yeah, but I can sleep in my bed across the street. Yeah. Um, so at that time I wasn't really jonesing to take a full cross country bus journey from Portland, sure. Oregon to DC. The, oh yeah. That's a, that would be a long, it's bus a trip. long journey. And I think it was a bus. Oh my gosh. Those chaperones deserve an award. If that was true and Truly. it was a bus, all of those chaperones deserve an award. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot imagine. I cannot. So when did you... Discover that you have the voice of an angel. <laughs> Thank you. I, um, this, you know, this is going to be an unoriginal answer, but I was just always singing since as far back as I can remember. Um, I guess it started out in, in a, in a choir setting. I would always, I did choir when I was like young in in school. And then I also did like an, you know, community chorus, um, outside of school. And, and I guess that's where I started singing. My parents listened to a lot of opera. So that was kind of like in my, in my brain from a young age it was classical music and opera. And then I didn't really know much about pop music until maybe I was around 10 or something. Wow. Um, and that kind of took I mean, I listened to some musical theater as well. Like mm-hmm. I remember listening to Into the Woods when I was young, but but then kind of um, I got really into pop and R&B and, and that kind of opened up that whole world to me. Um, I remember I was like at summer camp one summer I heard like all the counselors got up and sang My Girl by The Temptations, but they changed the words to be about the camp. And I was like completely enchanted. You were like, this is our camp. It was, it was life changing. <laughs> my camp, my camp. Um, yeah. I love that like musical theater was like the bridge between your parents and pop. They're like, uh, opera. Yeah. Into the woods. Mariah Carey. I, know. I don't know how that, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, neither of them are, were very into musical theater, so I don't know how that started, but, but they would, we had a lot of like Mozart and Handel and I would have these like cassette tapes where, there were there were narratives that used classical music. So, like for example, the Magic Flute. But you know, the lyrics were of course in English and about sort of a more accessible version. Um, and so, I remember that getting me really into into opera, some of it. Um, yeah, but then but then it all changed one day i heard um the day that i heard say my name for the first time by destiny's child mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. my world shifted what an album that was my first album that i bought hit after hit with little interludes the interlude yes i actually am so happy you mentioned that because i've been wanting to talk about this the intro to that album when they all do Italian accents and it's this whole little <laughs> plot in the intro of like the four houses are gathered here today to talk about men or like whatever, <laughs> whatever drama they were going through. It's so funny. I love that the intro, the interludes are on the track before. So you'll be listening yeah. to whatever track is before like bills, bills, bills. And then it ends and it's like, yeah. thou shall pay bills. And you're like, wait, yeah. If you're if it just comes on on a shuffle, you're like, hold on. I know. Who, <laughs> who, what, where, why? Wow, we had totally different uh music in the house. My parents yeah. were my mom, uh big like ladies of the eighties, very Ugh. big Janet Jackson fan. Um she always wanted to be a dancer, so like nineties oh dance pop was my mom, and then my dad was very like the typical I'm in the garage with my dad music. So like Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> 90s alternative. Um, and then in the middle, I got into pop punk, which makes sense. Um, oh, okay. You know, but yeah, opera in the house. That seems so sophisticated to me. <laughs> yeah. it um, 
I liked some of it. And then, and then I sort of went through a period of not connecting to opera at all. And then I started studying uh, classical voice in high school. So it sort of circled back around. It never fully clicked for me. I liked it. And I actually went to school for, for vocal performance, thinking that I wanted to do opera. And then I realized, no, no, no. No, no. Say my name was I love still to, calling to you. Watch it and listen to it, but it's not for me. And yes, I was still I still had say my name in my veins. Say my <laughs> name, which um in my family became uh shave my legs, shave my legs. Oh wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Big, that was the first parody I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Did you grow up with siblings? No, I actually it's just me. I'm an only child. You know, you don't give that energy. You're like very kind. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, that's great to hear. Um, I think that there are different kinds of only children, mm. you know? Only children, only fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, yeah, different kinds of those too. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's like the kind of classic stereotype of an only child, you know, bad at sharing, kind of selfish, whatever. But, and then I think there's another, there's like, I definitely can track things about myself that, that are, that I can trace back to being an only child. Yeah. You know, um, the need, the constant need to be with your friends, the need for community (laughs) to escape, uh, all the attention at uh, home. And yes. I'm not complaining about getting attention, but you know, it can be a lot when it's just you. Yeah. No, there's, there's a, there's a great power in being like, look at, look at my sister. And then I can go do some sh- stupid shit. Like <laughs> it's, it's very yeah. great. Is it just, is it you and your sister? It's me and my sister. I have a younger sister. Um, cool. The thing that was great for me and our dynamic is she, if I was doing something that would get me in trouble, Jordan, would come to my defense too hard and get herself in trouble. And I would end up like out of it. (laughs) Wow. What a noble sister. Right. Cause I wasn't doing the same for her. Like if, if Jordan was getting in trouble, I'd be like, well, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Little sis. (laughs) That's so funny. So you, do you still owe her that debt? I owe her a lot. She's about to have a kid. So I'm sure I'll, I'll give back in a way. Um, (laughs) but Yeah. There is there is a glory in having uh, someone to distract. Yeah, yeah. So you studied voice in in the college. I did. So I always did theater in middle school and high school, um, and I loved it. But for some reason, I didn't think I could. It just never really occurred to me as something I could pursue beyond that, like professionally. It just I think I had it an idea of, of what you needed to look like or sound like. It was just very narrow in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never really considered it. And then, and I, singing was kind of my main, you know, my first passion. So I just thought, okay, I'll go with that. And then when I, I went to Northwestern for voice and it ended up kind of being the perfect place for me because it's it's not a conservatory. It's kind of a place where you can you're encouraged to pursue different things at the same time and bring kind of a you know whatever you personally bring into um, into your performance. So it kind of was a great place for me to realize that I wanted to do theater and and other things that weren't opera, and then I kind of designed my own major and and was able to still get the music training and the acting training in um in a way that was really good for me that is so lovely most yeah. of the time when i'm like so you studied an art in college people are like yeah and it was brutal and everyone was mean and i hated myself <laughs> for four years and then i moved to new york because i was mad at myself <laughs> i mean you know there's pros and cons um it's good to be encouraged to like lean into what makes you, you, but also, um, I don't know, maybe there wasn't the best, uh, you know, industry training to jump into New York, but 
Well, it's very, I mean, it, there's a very Chicago vibe there, obviously, because it's outside of Chicago, where it's a little bit, um, it can be a little more idiosyncratic and DIY. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not but, in any sort of bad way. Like the thing, no, no, the cool thing about Chicago to me as somebody who has not lived in Chicago is it seems that if you want to do it, there is a path to do it in Chicago. Exactly. At any Or level. if no one's doing something and you want to do it, do, do it yourself. Yeah. But that kind of was helpful for me to change directions a little bit. And then I kind of kept, kept on changing directions in New York. Yeah. I mean, I think you exemplify that beautifully in the way that you are creating comedy and thanks writing the song of the summer hot ghost. Um, <laughs> when did it's you so st- funny sorry go ahead. no when did you start like tell me about this because again yeah. it's, it's on my summer playlist which is only that right now thank you yeah it's we're still looking for those summer songs I was just gonna say it's so funny that it's like coming out in the spring and it's now you're calling it the song of the summer because for years with Emily Emily Olcott who's one of my best friends and my collaborator on this project um uh, we wrote the song several years ago, pre-pandemic, and kept on going, oh, we should do a video for this in time for Halloween, and then kept missing Halloween mm-hmm. and going, okay, next year, we'll do it. And so we, of course, missed Halloween this year, but we were like, that's fine. We're just going to shoot it in November and release it whenever. So it's just funny to me that now it's happening in the summer. Um, I haven't even said what I'm talking about. <laughs> Tell I us about realized. Hot Ghost. So... We wrote a song called Hot Ghost several years ago, and we performed it live around town. And then we recently shot a video for it, our first music video. Um, So we shot it in November. It just came out, and it was such a blast. It was just, we started doing, I'll rewind a little. We started doing musical comedy together, I think in 2016, I want to say, maybe 15. Good year, 2016. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. 15 or 16, somewhere around there. Um, and we went to college together and then moved to New York at the same time. And we were both theater people who also, I mean, she did way more comedy than I did at that point. But um, we both, something wasn't quite clicking. We were like, we want to, there's stuff we want to do that isn't out there being given to us. So like, we have to make it. And we we decided to dip a toe into the comedy world and start writing songs together and um, started like hosting a show every now and then and having our friends come and do sets on it. And, um, and it's just been such a great outlet for both of us to sing exactly the way we wanted to and like be silly and funny the way we wanted to mm-hmm. without having to like go audition for people to do that. Amen. And, <laughs> and it's, and it's like, it also allows us to really like, I love to sing pop music and it allows us to really like weave that in, um, it, with a comedic spin. Cause we both, we both pride ourselves on bringing the full vocal experience yeah. <laughs> to what we do 100% and, and having it be a production. Yeah. I think there's, there's a way to be like, I'm being silly and singing a song and you don't really have to pay attention to my vocals or I'm singing beautifully and you have literally no idea what's going on. And there is that sweet spot in the middle that I think you both live in. Thank you. Um, That is really fun and like cool to watch and feels exciting in the way that I don't think a musical theater comedy song sounds. Right. You know, and there's always this thing in my mind when people are like come sing a funny musical theater song and i'm like okay but they're not going to be funny uh, right cuz you you've already heard the song 3000 times like and look i mean it, that doesn't mean it can't be funny but no but it's it, harder it's harder it makes it harder <laughs> like the thing about like come in and tell a joke it's like the thing that makes you laugh is it it is coming from that person Right. And shows point of view and shows personality. And if you're 
oftentimes coming in to sing popular from Wicked again. They they know every <laughs> Which I trick. imagine I imagine that you do that quite Constantly. quite often. Absolutely. Yeah. Constantly. Good, good. Are you an Alphaba or a Gwenda? I kind of already <gasps> know the answer. <laughs> Alphaba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm an alphabet who's who the music director is like, okay, can you can you do less? Can you stop? No. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, Eden Espinosa talks about how much trouble she got in all the time singing that score, but I'm like, your oh choices are some of my faves. It so worked out. It works. It does it. So as a creator, what's the goal? Where are we going? That's a really good question. That's the constant question. I've I want it's a really mean uh, question. As it came out of my mouth, it's very rude. Oh no, it's not mean. I'm like an, I'm just... like a weird uncle at Thanksgiving, being like, "So what are you gonna do with that comedy <laughs> so thing? What are you focusing on these <laughs> days?" Um, I have always wanted to, you know, have have many irons in the fire, and sometimes it's too many. I'm learning, so there's not quite enough time in the day for for it all. But I love. I, I, I want in my dream world, I'm acting, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm, I'm sort of more, I think I'm a little more interested in, in like getting into kind of TV film worlds than theater necessarily. Although if anyone's listening, I'm willing to be cast. We have an alphabet right here in your very ears. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, so there's the acting side, there's this, comedy musical comedy world which I would love to where Emily and I are, are starting to work on a a live show like you know like a, a special of sorts um I would love to keep doing that I would love I've also been writing some solo non-comedy just sort of pop R&B music over the past year or two um just kind of working on I guess an EP like a handful of songs um and that's that's what I wanted when I was a kid, I wanted to be a pop singer. That's what I really wanted. And of course I didn't go down that path because I was like, well, you are a pop I'm singer doing theater. Um, what'd you say? I am. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> That's what you I'm did working it. <laughs> on. Oh, I made it. Okay. Next on the list. Um, but yeah, so I, I kind of over, I mean, for the past however many years, my whole life, I've wanted to be writing pop stuff for myself and kind of just put it, always put it on the back burner. And then of course, over the pandemic, when there was so much free time, I was like, okay, it's time to learn how to use logic on my computer Mm -hmm. and produce my own stuff so I can get my ideas out of my head. And that was great. And, um, and I've been, so yeah, I've been working on like producing my own stuff and writing, and I'm really excited to do more of that. I want to see the sales reports for like Final Draft and Logic from 2020 to now. I know. Like ev- everybody, myself included. And, like, <laughs> and for like voiceover equipment, mm-hmm. which I'm like looking at you like with the microphone and me too. It's like, that was, there were some purchases made there were, there in was some... March of 2020. All of a sudden, the sound industry was booming, and uh, Sweetwater emails me every day. Well, Gabby, we have reached that point of the podcast where I ask you the question. I'm scared. Which is, why are you like this? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? 
Needing health insurance? United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh my gosh. Okay. I knew this was coming mm-hmm. and I was thinking about it. That's good. I never think I about realized... it. I <laughs> realized. Well, I didn't want to think about it too much. Yeah. But you got to feel natural. Yeah. And there's a, there's many different answers, but one one thing that jumped out to me was the movie Fantasia. Okay, are you familiar? Yes, the OG or the like two thousand. Oh, the OG. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved that movie when I was young, and I realized like it has so many of my favorite things. It had well, first of all, there's classical music in there. Mm-hmm. It's not opera, but I'm sure that played a part in uh, my musical inclination. As a child, that's opera, though. Sure. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's that umbrella. It's under that umbrella. It has dinosaurs, mm-hmm. which, of course, were huge. It has Greek mythology, which I loved. I was such a nerd at, like, age four for, like, Greek mythology. It has it's a gay, dancing it's hippos. A oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me started. I <laughs> I can't. Okay, this is, okay, I'm going to reveal something. Do it. This is so shocking. I, okay, perhaps you know the game Pin the Tail on the Donkey. I've heard of it. Um, For the readers at home, you um, are blindfolded and you pin a tail on a fake donkey. Right. Yeah, that's a game. So at one of my early birthday parties, oh my gosh, we played, what was it? It was like, it was like, pin the god on Mount Olympus or something. Pin the lightning bolt on Mount Olympus. I don't remember what, but it was along those lines. That's um, gorgeous. Yeah, I can't believe that, but it's true. I thought you were going to be like, pin the grapes on the statue's genitals or like something crazy. Oh, that would be good too. (laughs) That would be good. (laughs) (laughs) Next birthday. Um, We'll do it at your next birthday. Yeah. Yeah. But then, um, oh, and then, uh, you know, Fantasia. Okay, so Mm -hmm. it also, of course, has the the demon uh, hiding in the mountain, which was terrifying. But um, (laughs) that movie was huge for me. And it's also a pretty gay movie, I'll say. Yeah. So I think a lot can be traced back to that. But other (laughs) other than that, I don't know. Why Why am I like this? I've already mentioned Destiny's Child. I've already mentioned... Okay, so another huge thing for me was Now 6. Now that's what I call music, Volume 6. And that's tied in because, okay, I didn't have cable growing up as a child. Mm, Okay. And I'm going somewhere with this. I didn't have cable. And I remember there was like one year or like six months or so where we got cable. And so after a, a lifetime, and by that I mean 11 years of not having cable, all of a sudden I had all these music videos in front of me. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was completely addicted. I just couldn't stop watching music videos, and to the point that my parents quickly like canceled cable after like six said, months. No, so I think all that sort of deprivation um, made them even more impactful. Yeah, because you have to and, remember uh, them. There wasn't YouTube at the time. Correct. Correct. I think there was like remember like Yahoo music video player yeah. or something. I remember watching the Christina Aguilera fighter video over and over because she has like the big like black bag thing happening. Ooh. Um, but it wasn't on YouTube. It was on something else. 
Also, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Like, I know people say like, Hallelujah is one of the great songs ever written. And I just think Fighter by Christina Aguilera is better. (laughs) (laughs) The comparison of those two songs. Yeah. Out of. (laughs) Out of all, all songs. Out of all the options. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I love that. I, I too was very into Greek mythology. I too am also um, gay. And I distinctly (laughs) remember like going to the library with my mom and like going up to the librarian and being like, I would like a book on like magic or something. And the librarian was like, okay. And my mom's like, he means like, you know, like Harry Potter, like stories. And I was like, no, like magic. Like I wanted like real, I wanted the, yeah. the weird leather book that's in all libraries, Ooh. you know? Yeah. Like a book of spells. Yeah. Or an, Oh, okay. So we're not even going narrative. We're just, no, I was like, libraries hold magic, and yeah, I want well. the secret stuff. <laughs> <laughs> give me the good stuff. Give me the... Not what you mm, give to all these other kids. Not these other kids. They don't know. I know. Um, were you into Lord of the Rings growing up? I was, um, to the point where, like, me and my neighbors would, like, run around the neighborhood fighting each other with sticks, Aww. and we played the card game. There was a card game of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I remember having the cards. Okay. I'm going to go buy it right now. Because I remember having a Balrog card and being like, cuckoo. <gasps> um, and I watched them as a kid enough times. I recently revisited the Lord of the Rings movies because I see people all of the time be like, sick day, going to watch all the Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, that's <laughs> 27 hours of content. Yeah. Um, and talk about gay. Those movies are gay. Mm-hmm. And Sam I mean, makes me feel things. Of, of course. Yes. Of course. And that's, I mean, and Galadriel and Arwen, I mean. Aspirational. Yeah. Doesn't get any better. I was really into the animated movies as a child from like the 70s. Oh, yeah. They did one of The Hobbit too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those were huge. I remember watching that one in my brief stint as a Lutheran. Ooh. Yeah. There's like a solid like two, three years where I was a Lutheran. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's a brief, a brief time. It's a brief, it was enough to get confirmed. Um, Congrats. But I remember being in confirmation class, which was essentially youth group and like sitting with my friend whose name is Story and us talking about how Jesus was ripped on the cross because he has like an eight pack. <laughs> we got kicked out of class for that. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Oh god! Talk about hung on the cross, but um. Uh, <laughs> do you know Lord of the Rings the musical? I not very well. I've seen snippets here and there. Lothlorien is one of the most epic songs ever created. Oh my gosh! And the twink that's singing, like the lead elf or whatever in the group, just slapping his vocal cords <gasps> together, just making sounds happen you can you can oh, i have to feel listen. it happening laura michelle kelly yes 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 okay that's why yes mm-hmm. i did know she was in it i love her of course yes what what a gem of a song everybody go listen to it now pause this podcast go listen to la florian come back you'll understand what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> so amongst all this journey of music and comedy and creating let's talk about boys Let's do it. Let's do it. Do, oh, gosh. Do you have a great love that got away? Hmm. You know, I don't. I don't feel that I do. Yeah, me either. Have, no? No. Yeah. I feel like I've fallen in love, but uh-huh. I haven't I haven't ever called someone my boyfriend. You know what? Me neither. It's. It seems foreign to me. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been it's been a journey. Yeah. It really has. Um I feel like in the past I feel like I was on a very slow journey like in my 20s of um just learning to to have confidence in myself and and it just took, it's so funny looking back. It's like, why did that have to take so long? Same. Very same. Couldn't I have just decided to not take so long? 
Um, but that's not how life works. Mm-mm. And yeah, it was just kind of a slow journey. And then um, kind of, I guess, I guess during my Saturn return, I'm 32 now. Um, so, you know, I feel like things kind of accelerated during that time, especially over the pandemic, I think, cause we were all stuck inside and the internet was our only way to talk to each other. It sort of threw a lot of my old stuff out the window, which was nice. Same. Do you feel that way? I agree. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm in like a, like a renaissance of sorts. Good. Yeah. Me too. Cause like return to Saturn's like 27, 28. Yeah, 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 ish, ish. yeah, and for for like for like a while, a couple years. Yeah, mine hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. Um, everyone's heard the story before. Um, I gave away all my money in a telephone scam. I ended up going <gasps> home to my parents' house, getting into some nice therapy. Decided to stop drinking. Did a bunch of work. Came back to the city. Wonderful. Pandemic happened. Uh, um, also, sorry, there's a fire truck. Um, I don't know if you can hear that, but I'm glad they're going to save someone. Yeah. Okay. 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 They're gone. Um, so I did all that, came back, ready to go, entered lockdown. I was like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, super fun. And yeah, I, I feel like since we've been able to start stepping out and start doing things, things that I avoided for some reason in my twenties, I can't really like pinpoint why it's probably just fear. Um, aren't really scary to me anymore and I just feel more authentically queer than I have ever and I feel happier than ever because of it and it it, again like I, I I think I think like I okay I came out at 19 and then I spent 10 ish years figuring out how that works in the same 10 ish years that I would have done that if I was like actively pursuing dating boys in middle school and high school. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now I've reached my quote unquote college years (laughs) where I'm like, who cares if I go and just kiss a bunch of people on the dance floor? That's not a big deal to me. Um, So yeah, I feel, I feel a, a, like a, a resurgence of just wanting to be around people and wanting to dance and wanting and feeling secure enough in myself to be at spaces that might feel a little uncomfortable to me initially, but like I have full autonomy to leave if that's the case Mm -hmm. where I think before I would be a little nervous about being like, well, everyone's going to think I suck because I didn't want to be here. And it's like, nobody cares. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it's a journey. Yeah. That's, that's great. I think like in my twenties, I, I wanted to be in a relationship so badly to the point and also felt self-conscious about not having been in one Mm -hmm. to the point where it just really held me back where like I, I just wanted it and I was trying to make it work with all these people and trying to like, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't an even, it wasn't like a 50, 50. I wasn't going into it with like a 50, 50 mindset of like, you know, does this work for me too? It was like, what can I do to make this work for the other person? Mm-hmm. And so finally, eventually it got to the point where, where I'm just feeling so much better about myself than I used to. And that makes it much easier to like show who you really are to someone else. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with wanting a relationship. No, I don't want it to all. sound like either one of us are saying that. Oh, no. It just really was. When you're bending yeah. to to make something happen. For every person that I went on like out. a date with. Because that would be my thing. I would go on like one date and then I would be like, oh. When's the wedding? Yeah. Because <laughs> the goal, I mean the thing that sounds nice is jumping to the middle part to me. When people Mm -hmm. are like, I love the beginning. I'm like, you're full of shit. (laughs) You're full of shit. You know what the beginning feels like? It feels like having to puke at all times. It's like (laughs) having a crush on someone I think is the most uncomfortable space my body ever is in. It can be, it can be a lot. It's not great for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
feels like taking a deep breath when you have like a tummy rumble. Like it's not, mm. it's not what I hope for. But <laughs> in the effort to just jump to that part, it doesn't, you don't actually like meet someone. Yeah. Yeah. Plus dancing is fun. Dancing is so fun. And also like pre-pandemic, I was working in restaurants and I just was always at work at night. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I, I'm not in restaurants anymore, but I do work a lot of nights, but like it's much more flexible. And now it's like, oh, I actually have the time and the opportunity to go to places and like be with people that I wasn't experiencing yeah. for so many years. I'm about to step back into restaurant life. And uh, after years, it's at this point of being in control of my old schedule totally, it is a little bit, I'm a little bit nervous, but mm-hmm. you know, it all works out. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Destiny's Child, mm. which one did you identify most with? Mm. Kelly. Kelly. Okay. She, Body we're both and Aquarius. vocals. What'd you say? Body and strong alto vocals. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I love her voice. Um, she is my Aquarius sister. So I didn't know that at the time, but no. that, you know, we're connected. Um, but I just, yeah, I always loved her. She's always, she always like held it down on her part and didn't need to be the center of attention always. And that's not, I'm not, uh, Implying anything negative (laughs) about anybody in the group who was the center of attention. I am a proud member of the Beehive. Um, But I just, yeah, I always loved Kelly for that. And I loved, I also loved LaToya too. Okay. Um, And then of course the lineup shifted. Things change. Um, But they were, they were my first concert. I went to the TRL tour. Wow. Which was Destiny's Child, uh, Nelly, Jessica Simpson, Dream. Dream. Uh, I had that hit clip. (laughs) Yeah, they were great. And by they, I mean the two songs that I know. Um, They might have an album. I don't know. But yeah. Who are you listening to now? Kelly's everything. Who am I listening to now? Jasmine Sullivan. Mm -hmm. I love her so Mm -hmm. much. Um, I want a hotel's vinyl so bad. Mm, me too. And I don't even have a record player. <laughs> that is true fandom. Right. I want, I have, a, I have one record. It's Whitney Houston's debut album. I have that. And I just oh, listened to it yesterday. Oh my gosh. So I good. didn't because I don't have a record player. Well, come over Gabby. I know it'll okay. take you a flight, but it'll be <laughs> fine. I'll bring my record and we can yeah. just switch off the Whitney um, record. <laughs> With two of the same record. And that is being verse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I also, have you heard JoJo's latest album? I've heard clips. Um, It's really good. And I keep telling people, I saw her in concert a couple months ago, and I keep running into people who have no idea that she's like actively making music. And I'm like, what? They haven't want they haven't once been like, I wonder what JoJo's up to. I do that like well, every month. I understand she's she was gone for a while, but she came back and like she came back like five years ago. Yeah. So there's no more excuses for people not knowing that JoJo's around. Another vocalist. Mm-hmm. I um I listen to Victoria Monet a lot. Mm. She's great. She's great. I just saw Jesse J. <gasps> oh my gosh. I heard she was great. Hands down, one of the greatest vocalists. She's great. Ever. Crazy to be in a tiny, tiny venue and have her scream. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could have gone. Big White Room at you. Did she do Big White Room? Yeah. And she wow. like, like sang it at her record label who was there, which was a little. Oh. She's a little bit of an oddball. I would say she's a lot of bit of an oddball and I'm sure she'll claim that. And, um, but yeah. Just still flawless vocals. The amount of wow. times that I just like held on to my body because I was like, how is that riff so clean? I don't understand. She's so amazing. That is really, Big White Room was like. Life-changing. Jessica Cornish. Early YouTube. Mm-hmm. That was like really early YouTube. Those were the days. Sitting on the floor. Singing in front of her closet door. Mm-hmm. 
What a dream. <laughs> well, Gabby, it's come to be that time where I ask my guest, do you have any questions okay. for me? Hmm. Okay. Well, in this in this vein that we're currently in, if you could design your own girl group mm. of like solo artists. Okay. So I'm like putting together a lineup. Maybe, yes. Maybe um three or four. Maybe three. Uh-huh. Who would you pick? Taylor Swift. Okay. Um who could be in any genre depending on the people around her. Um <laughs> Maren Morris. Ooh. And Jasmine Sullivan. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I think Marin and Jasmine would uh, pair better than Taylor, but in that, in that like three, Taylor would yeah, have to change the most genre wise. Um, right. But I think she would respectfully adapt well to the full collective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also like, I, uh, I'm thinking about Brandy Carlisle's performance on mm. the Grammys mm. recently. And I'm like, oh, I could kind of see her. She has an incredible, it. incredible book. If like you haven't read it, I think. Oh no, I haven't. I'll check it out. I think it's called like Broken Horses or, okay, something like that. Her book, Mariah Carey's book, mm-hmm. two favorite books I read in quarantine. <laughs> and I like, I'm not a lamb. Like I know the hits, right? Um, I've always respected Mariah, and I read her book in like three days, and I'm <laughs> sure I annoyed everybody I lived with because I was just like. Yeah, well, when Mariah did this, and they're like, you don't <laughs> even own an album. You don't even own one album. Um, but yeah. It's never too late. It's never too late. And with the glory of streaming, you can listen to anybody at any time you want. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your lineup? What are you gonna, who are you going to throw in to your lady oh concert? Gosh. As soon as I asked you that, I was like, You're like, oh, don't no. ask me this Oh, back. no, I don't know my answer. I told you, we don't have to talk about things you don't want to talk about. Well, it's not that you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm oh gosh okay who would gel who would like really gel um oh no oh no I'm suddenly forgetting every singer who's ever existed okay oh I just remembered okay okay do you remember Anastasia the movie yeah no sorry the singer no sorry that was unclear (laughs) (laughs) the princess who died yeah (laughs) The singer, she was she was American, but she was really big in the UK, and she never like quite exploded here in the US. Is she the I'm a super girl? I don't no 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 no. She sang I'm out of love, and she had like a really husky voice. Cool. Um, I don't remember her, but she's she's fantastic. I mean, she hasn't been around for a little while, but I loved her. I think. Okay, I'm going to go with her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Kelly Price, who's kind of, you know, speaking of Mariah Carey, mm-hmm. used to do backup for Mariah. Incredible voice. And then who are we going to have on on top? Um, oh, oh, I'll just throw Jessie J in there. She'll be good. She'll be good. Searching for a top, a new musical. <laughs> that was really hard. I actually... <laughs> I really need to think about that for real and then like make an addendum yeah. to this. For some reason, as you were doing that, was only thinking about the like Shoshana Bean song, Superhero. Mm. That was big for me. <laughs> that was a big moment for me. I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna talk about my that to my therapist for some reason. Great. Great. <laughs> Good, yeah. I think you should explore Shoshana. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna look into her. I don't know. She might be new whoever she is. <laughs> uh, Gabby, thank you so much for coming on and chit-chatting with me. I have had thank you a for having wonderful me. time. Do you have anything you want people to listen to, look for? How do the children find you? Oh, well, I can be found on Instagram. As you mentioned at the very top, my handle is <laughs> years, years old. The Midnight Riffstress. Um... I might change that one day. We'll see. Eh, it's branding. Or you can just search my name. Um, and you know what? I would love 
if everyone would go watch the hot ghost video and you can also listen to it on Spotify song of the summer and um, blast it all summer long. That'd be great. Hot ghost. Well, thank you again. And until next time, y'all bye. Bye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.